Hey everybody, this is Tracy and you are listening to another round. Yay! Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's episode is more of a quick little shot as I am taking care of myself and my life and also working on other projects. Um, So the election is still happening. Can you believe that it's been exactly, well, it's been more than one year since we interviewed Hillary Clinton. And when Twitter reminded me of that, uh, or when Facebook reminded me of that, I was like, I can't believe that that we're still here and this is still happening. Uh, Honestly, it might happen for another couple years. I'm not convinced. I don't know when it's going to be over. But if you're like me and this just seems to be your life now and you want to break from (laughs) this thing that is your life, might I suggest getting snuggly with a good book? I'm really excited about this episode because I have just started reading again. Reading is not a thing that I've been doing in like the past five years and I don't know why and getting back into it has been kind of hard but also really really fun so I can't wait to hear this episode along with you all and this is a really really exciting time to get back into reading because there are so many great books by new authors of color out there you can never ever ever have too many stories by too many people of color so we reached out to some of our favorite book people writers and just people who read a lot and people who know stuff about books because <laughs> I'm, I'm not the one for this conversation <laughs> and we reached out to them to see what books are in their bags and on the nightstands and which books that they love and would recommend to you guys because we get a lot of requests for um book recommendations The first person we talked to was Lisa Lucas, and she is really, really, really cool. And she happens to be the executive director of the National Book Foundation, which is huge. They run the National Book Awards every November. And once you get a book award, I think you are legally, like, allowed to retire. It doesn't matter how old you are, how much money you have. Like, you can just, you don't have to do anything else when you get a National Book Award. So it's a big deal, and she's a big deal. So let's check in with her to see how things are going so far. So I am uh, about five weeks out from the National Book Awards, and we just announced our finalists. So most of my table, if I'm being honest, um, are the National Book Award finalists. But it's this incredible group, and I'm so excited. Right now, um, I'm reading Karin Mahajan's The Association of Small Bombs is on my nightstand, uh, which is set in Delhi, and sort of looks at um, a bomb going off and the people who set the bomb off and the families that are impacted by the loss of life set off by this bomb. Um, and it's a beautiful book, so I'm really into that. Um, reading Jackie Woodson's Another Brooklyn, again, um, which I think is this gorgeous story about growing up in Brooklyn um, and thinking about you know a girl's life and her family. Um, I'm about to pick up Zadie Smith's Swing Time, and I love Zadie Smith. She's my favorite. And then... Frantumaglia, which I don't know if I pronounced that right, but that's Elena Ferrante's uh, forthcoming collection of writings and essays and letters, um, and she's amazing. Which led me back to Days of Abandonment, which is a book that Ferrante wrote, which is about a woman whose husband leaves her for a younger woman, and she does all the things you might think to do should your husband leave you for a younger woman, but she actually does it. And it's just the most over-the-top, feminist, full-throttle, crazy book in the world. It's my favorite. So I, I took I took a few days to dig back into that. Uh, so those are some of the things that I'm reading. And then also, um, Ibram X. Kendi wrote Stamp from the Beginning, which is a history of racist ideas in America um, for nonfiction. 
Uh, and then there's another writer named Andreas Resendez um, who wrote a book called The Other Slavery, uh, which is like, so we think about slavery and we think about, you know, the transatlantic slave trade and um, all of the various things that are happening in the United States and all throughout the world as a result of that. But we don't think about the enslavement of Native Americans. And so Columbus Day, um, or Indigenous Peoples Day, was a few days ago, and uh, it felt like a good time to pick that one up. So those are some of the books that I'm reading. And then Colson Whitehead's The Underground Railroad is another one that um, that I keep dipping back into because it's just such a masterpiece. I'm always reading a thousand things at one time, so I'm kind of dipping in and dipping out, which is maybe not the best way to address one's reading life. But um, it does sort of make you feel like there's so much happening and all these ideas are churning and there's just so much great writing out there. Um, there's a lot coming up, too. It's going to be a really good... Um, good winter. My name is Jacqueline Woodson, and I am an author. Um, some of my recent books include Another Brooklyn, Brown Girl Dreaming, Each Kindness, and um, Locomotion. I write for children and very young children and adults. I'm currently reading, I'm a poly reader, so I'm always reading more than one book at a time. I just finished Ghost by Jason Reynolds, which is phenomenal. And I'm also reading Commonwealth by Ann Patchett. I'm also reading for the second time around um, Caitlin Greenidge's We Love You, Charlie Freeman, which I missed the first time around. I don't know how I missed it. And then I picked it up and I was blown away by this book. I was blown away by the story. I was blown away by the writing. Uh, she's, she's just phenomenal. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Heaven. Um, my name is Jeff Chang, and I'm a super stand for another round, so I'm super happy to be doing this. Um, I am a writer. I'm an author. I have had three books that I've written. Uh, the first is called Can't Stop, Won't Stop, A History of the Hip-Hop Generation, which I guess because of Netflix has become kind of a little thing again. And the second big book I did was called Who We Be, A Cultural History of Race in Post-Civil Rights America. And my latest is a book called We Gonna Be Alright, uh, Notes on Race and Resegregation. And I'm currently working on a project uh, which is a biography of Bruce Lee. So two books that are on my nightstand right now um, are both by authors, actually, weirdly enough, named Hua. Uh, the first is Hua Su, the cultural critic, the amazing cultural critic for The New Yorker, and his book is called A Floating Chinaman. And it's a book about this weird, kind of avant-garde, forgotten uh, Chinese-American novelist from the early 20th century named H.T. Xiang, who was kind of like Kanye. It's sort of like the older he got and the more rejections he got, the weirder he got and the better he got. <laughs> so uh, Hua writes this amazing sort of piece about this super bizarre dude. I mean, he was sort of a capital L loser in so many ways. Like he illustrated his novels with all of his rejection letters. Um, and later in life, he kind of gave up in it all and moved to Hollywood and became sort of a bit actor in these Orientalist Hollywood movies. Uh, but the book basically looks at the changing ideas that Americans had about Chinese during the 20th century through 
the story of this really strange, funny uh, guy, H.T. Xiang. It's such a great read. The other book that I'm checking out is Vanessa Hua's uh, first collection of stories, short stories called Deceit and Other Possibilities. Vanessa is such a great writer and kind of like subversively funny. Like the first story in this book is about a Chinese-American guy who goes to Hong Kong, becomes a huge film star, and then his computer gets hacked and all these porno photos that he's been taking of all of these starlets that he's uh, gone to bed with get leaked to the press and, it, and he has to flee Hong Kong, move back to the U.S. and be a nobody again. Uh, so Vanessa's got this really wicked, absurd sense of humor and she writes a lot about these characters that they don't look anything like model minorities. It's sort of like, yeah, we have our sick uh, porno fetish narcissist too. I mean, not all the stories are in this vein, uh, but they're just so readable and so human. Uh, it's just a really fantastic book. Hello, my name is Shirlaine McRae, and I'm the First Lady of New York City. I'm a writer and poet and a passionate advocate for the underserved. On my bookshelf, or on my nightstand, I have quite a few books. Um, I have Becoming Nicole by Amy Ellis Nutt. I have Sticks and Stones by Emily Bazelon. I have Quiet by Susan Cain and Push Out by Monique W. Morris. Uh, two of the books that are, that are on my nightstand are uh, Gracie, Gracie books, The Star Side of Bird Hill by Naomi Jackson, and Music for Torching by A.M. Holmes, who's a moderator for our Gracie Book Club. I'm also reading Parallel Justice for Victims of Crime by Susan Herman, which is really good. And a new book, Nobody, by Mark Lamont Hill. I'm really a very... Uh, deeply into uh, many books on mental health and A Common Struggle by Patrick J. Kennedy, which reflects his journey. Is, uh, is a, it's a very long book, but every page is just filled with uh, really good information and, and insight, so I highly recommend it. Those are all the books that are on my book stand right now. I, I never lack for anything to read. Hi, my name is Brandy Colbert. I am the author of the young adult novel Point and the forthcoming young adult novel Little and Lion, which will be published by Little Brown in August 2017. Um, I always have a ton of books on my nightstand because I read more than one book at once now, which is new, but I'm going with it. Um, so on my nightstand right now, I have The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, who's one of my favorite authors, Girls on Fire by Robin Wasserman, the Mothers by Britt Bennett, and Dear Martin by Nick Stone, which is actually not out until next year, but it's a really phenomenal young adult novel about growing up black in America. Um, I really related to it, and I think a lot of people are going to relate to it and learn from it, and it's just really well done. So I highly recommend that you keep your eye out for that next year. Hi, my name is Glory, and I'm the founder of Well-Read Black Girl, which is a digital platform and an in-real-life book club based in Brooklyn, New York. 
I have books everywhere. I have them in my purse. I have them on my nightstand. And right now I'm completely in love with Britt Bennett's The Mothers. It has been like all over the internet and she's amazing. I'm also reading Another Brooklyn by Jacqueline Woodson. Um, I'm reading Phoebe Robinson's memoir, You Can't Touch My Hair, which is phenomenal. Um, What else? What else? What else? Oh, and I am reading Whatever Happened to Interracial Love, which is coming out in December by Kathleen Collins. Um, Kathleen Collins actually like passed away um, from breast cancer a while ago, and it's a bunch of her unpublished work. So her daughter is the one like bringing that to life. Um, and Kathleen Collins was like the first black woman to do a feature film. Um, it's called Losing Ground, and that like all her short stories are just like beautifully written. It's like poetry, prose, like anything you can think of in this one book. And I, I like I 100% love it. Like I can't wait for it to come out. And especially because she's just like an iconic figure, and I feel like her work just deserves a lot more recognition. She's amazing. I'm constantly sending like quotes and group texts to my friend like, here you go. <laughs> like, you read some bell hooks, here's some Alice Walker, here's some Toni Morrison. And it just, it's like nourishing and gives you just like the, the ability to just see yourself in a different way and feel empowered, you know? That was beautiful. Aww. That was really beautiful. That's I why that. I, that's why I love to read. It's just like because sometimes you can't afford therapy and you need to open up a book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so real. Hi, I'm Britt Bennett, and I'm the author of The Mothers. The Mothers is a novel about a teenage girl who, in the wake of her mother's death, gets pregnant by her pastor's son and decides to terminate the pregnancy. And the novel follows uh, the ramifications of that decision on her life and the lives of those in her church community. I just started The Wings vs. the World by Jade Chang, which is a debut novel. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, it's really funny. It's, it's a book about um, a Chinese-American family um, who loses their fortune. Um, and I just began it, but the voice grabbed me immediately. Um, I can tell that she's, she's an exciting writer that I'm looking forward to, to following throughout her career. Um, I also just bought The Sobbing School by Joshua Bennett. It's a collection of poems, and, and he's, a, he's a poet that I think is very exciting, and um, I'm ready to, to dive into his book also. My name is Saeed Jones. I am reading uh, a couple of novels at once, kind of in tandem. The Wings versus The World uh, by Jade Chang, a great novel about um, a Chinese or Taiwanese-American family traveling the country as their lives fall apart uh, after the financial crisis. And I am rereading The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, um, just an amazing, challenging novel about an escaped slave named Cora, who um, is trying to make it toward her freedom uh, via the Underground Railroad, but the conceit of the book is that it's literal. So she's literally on this railroad that is going under the United States um, via tunnels. Uh, And then I just, I have piles and piles of books, like right now uh, in this room, there are books everywhere. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm reading those two books for sure, but I'm always like picking up other books quickly um, to look at them and I come back. And so it becomes this kind of roving cloud of words that doesn't make sense often, but I love it. <laughs>
the books begin to be in conversation with each other. They kind of they kind of split open and and so they all add up to something. So if you imagine like, you know, I think books as kind of our personalities as people. So, you know, we all have friends, we have family members, but then you have a party and you bring all of those people together and together they create a different experience that you wouldn't get if you were hanging out with them individually. And so I end up finding like unexpected connections and then you see throwbacks. And so, you know, reading Colson Whitehead, I might start thinking about uh, a line from Claudia Rankin's book, Citizen, and reading Jay Chang, I might start thinking of, um, you know, authors like Alexander Chi, um, you know, and so, and that's that's the pleasure for me. Um, and, and then also, you know, I'm uh, in America, so I probably have ADD. Uh, and that's probably the other part of what's going on. <laughs> Shout out to BuzzFeed's very, very own Saeed Jones. He is our executive editor of Culture, and he was the last voice that you just heard rounding all that out. If you are into poetry, you should check out his work. So we want to know what y'all are reading, because y'all always asking us for book recommendations. So how how about you give us some book recommendations, huh? Because I sound confrontational right now, but I'm actually genuinely curious to hear what you're reading, because <laughs> I'm reading again. So I want some book recommendations. Tweet us at another round and let us know what is on your, um, on your bookshelf right now that you're reading, something that you just finished that you really liked, something that you are excited to read. We want to know, and maybe we'll compile a list and put it in the newsletter, which you can sign up for if you haven't already at buzzfeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. It's full of fun stuff and smart stuff and cute stuff. There's probably going to be at least one baby and one puppy in every edition, maybe. Don't, don't hold me to that. I don't know. It's really good, though. You should definitely sign up. Thank you so much to the Pod Squad for making this happen. Yay, Pod Squad. Woo! This shot was produced by Miss Chiquita Pascal with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and production support from Julia Ferland and Meg Kramer. Hey, booze. Love you lots. Um, thank you to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy. And you can follow Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan on Twitter as well at Don Will. Um, until next time, drink your water, take your meds, call your person. Oh my gosh, exfoliate. Exfoliating is so important because you just never realize how much of just like the the skin that you shed every day is just like, I'm not ready to go yet. I'm going to sit here in your pores and I'm going to be chilling. You're going to be very uncomfortable for me be, with me being here. So exfoliating is basically like evicting people who are living in your pores and not paying rent. You have to do that. It's so important. Also, get a bathrobe. And this is something that Heaven will really, really feel me on. Uh, she loves her. <laughs> she loves her bathrobe. I tend to uh, equate bathrobes with my four years in undergrad where I had to share a bathroom with a bunch of other girls. Uh, and those bathrobes are never, ever good. Like the very basic ones you get from Target just to cover up your nakedness, those don't feel really good. So get like a decadent, soft, like kind of squishy a little bit, but still absorbent and like something that just feels like a hug. Because the thing that I need when I get out of a shower is a hug. It's not actually true, but I would appreciate one <laughs> if my life ever allowed me to have such things. Um, exfoliate, get a bathrobe, miss you lots. Bye.